With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's Monday, September 11th a date on the calendar that forever changed in our minds 22 years ago. Welcome to the President's Daily Brief. I'm Mike Baker, your eyes and ears on the world stage. Let's get briefed. First up, we head to New Delhi, India, where a contentious joint declaration at the G20's conclusion highlights the growing divide among global powerhouses. And when I say a joint declaration, I mean a watered-down diplomatic statement that essentially means nothing. Later, we shift our attention to Afghanistan. It's been two years since the chaotic U.S. withdrawal, and a little-known fact is that Afghanistan's illicit drug trade has exploded. Congrats to the Taliban for now being the world's fastest-growing producer of meth. Then on the home front, an unprecedented number of illegal migrants continue to pour in, and it's not just from the border you might expect. Finally, in today's Back of the Brief, as we mark the 22nd anniversary of 9-11, the identification of more victims underscores our ongoing quest for closure, if there is such a thing. But first, today's PDB Spotlight. The G20 summit has wrapped up in India's capital, and reactions are pouring in. In a not particularly surprising, but rather depressing finale to the summit, Russia is giving itself a pat on the back, calling the event an unconditional success. Russian Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov went so far as to say that the event was a, quote, win for all of us. Remember, this is the same Russia whose president, Vladimir Putin, couldn't attend the event because of an international warrant for his arrest for alleged war crimes in Ukraine. So what exactly did Lavrov mean? What does Russia have to celebrate? Well, the fact that the summit's final declaration, and every summit worth its salt needs a final declaration to wrap things up, it didn't single out Russia for its invasion of Ukraine. Let me read a quick passage from the G20's final declaration. The declaration reads, quote, All states must refrain from the threat or use of force to seek territorial acquisition against the territorial integrity in sovereignty or political independence of any state. Notice anything missing? Yeah, it doesn't name Russia specifically. That's because the G20 members were split on how to talk about the Ukraine situation. We had diplomats, and in particular we had host country India, desperate for some sort of final statement. Every G20 is supposed to end with a final joint declaration That demonstrates how the attendees are all on the same page and are unified, and then they apparently wrap it up by holding hands and singing We Are the World. So in order to ensure that India's leader Modi saved face, they used this obviously watered-down language regarding all states must refrain from threat or use of force to seek territory, 
without pointing out that Russia has been using force for quite some time now to seek territory. But India, after all, hasn't officially condemned Russia's invasion, so it would be a bit awkward for Modi to host a summit where they pointed out the obvious in a joint declaration. Notably, but again not surprisingly, it was the Chinese delegation, minus the absent Xi Jinping, that worked with Russia to ensure that nobody specifically called out Putin. U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken, doing what diplomats do, made it clear that despite the fact that they weren't specifically named, Russia should still get the message. The world isn't on its side. Huzzah. Obviously, Ukrainians aren't too thrilled with this development. Oleg Nikolenko, a spokesperson for Ukraine's foreign ministry, posted on Facebook that the G20 has, quote, nothing to be proud of when it comes to Russia's aggression against Ukraine. Interestingly, Lavrov credited the support of the BRICS nations, that's uh, Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa, for preventing the West from making Ukraine the main topic. Instead, he said the summit tackled urgent problems of developing countries. Earlier this month, Lavrov had warned that Russia would block any G20 statement that didn't reflect its stance on Ukraine. Looks like Russia got its wish. I don't want to say that we here at the PDB are prescient, but loyal listeners will recall that it was just a few days ago when we said that any joint declaration, assuming they're able to cobble together something, would likely be meaningless mush dressed up as a forceful statement of unity and diplomatic achievement. Unfortunately, we were right. Despite Secretary Blinken's attempt to put lipstick on a pig, the fact that the G20 couldn't even find sufficient backbone to specifically call out Russia for its invasion tells you all you need to know about the usefulness of this latest gathering of leaders. If any taxpayer dollars were involved, I suggest we ask for them back. All right, when we come back, I've got two more developing stories for you to know about. Two years after the U.S. exit, Afghanistan's opium trade is booming. Also, a new report from the Customs and Border Protection shows that in just 11 months, U.S. officials have caught more illegal crossers along the U.S.-Canadian border than in the last 10 years combined. I'll be right back. When looking at today's financial environment, it's clear that we're experiencing concerning economic shifts that could impact your retirement savings. We've got stubborn inflation, soaring interest rates, and astronomical debt that could drain their value. Now, the good news is that there is a time-tested way to protect your financial future, and that's gold and silver. American Hartford Gold can ship physical precious metals right to your door, or you can store your precious metals in a tax and penalty-free gold IRA. American Hartford Gold can help shield your wealth from this economic turbulence. Analysts predict that gold is set to hit all-time highs. If you've got retirement funds that you can't afford to lose, now is the time to call American Hartford Gold. They'll show you how to protect your savings and retirement accounts by diversifying your portfolio with physical gold and silver. With amazing customer service and a buyback commitment, they pride themselves on top-tier products, great customer service, and a commitment to customer satisfaction. American Hartford Gold has earned a five-star rating from thousands of reviews and an A-plus from the Better Business Bureau. Use the promo code PDB and they'll give you up to $5,000 of free silver on your first order. So call 866-292-5555. 
888-989-2990 or text PDB to 998899. Again, that's 866-292-2990 or text PDB to 998899. Welcome back to the President's Daily Brief. It's been two years since the U.S. pulled out of Afghanistan. Despite assurances from the Taliban that they would definitely, without a doubt, be cracking down on the production and trafficking of drugs, the nation's drug trade isn't just holding steady, it's thriving. Opium cultivation in Afghanistan increased by 32% since the Taliban takeover. Opium sales? Well, they tripled in 2022, hitting a whopping $1.4 billion, up from $425 million just the year before. So what's the Taliban doing about it? Well, their interior ministry says they've got it under control. Or at least they will in maybe four years. Abdul Mateen Ghani, their spokesperson, says they've got a game plan. That's comforting. However, he admits that wiping out the drug trade instantly is a tall order. After all, they're supposedly targeting both opium and an emerging player, meth. Yes, you heard that right. Apparently, Meth isn't just for U.S. biker gangs and high school chemistry teachers in New Mexico anymore. According to the United Nations, meth production was already climbing as the U.S. was packing its bags. But seizures have shot up from a mere 220 pounds in 2019 to a staggering 6,000 pounds in 2021. Afghanistan is now the world's fastest growing maker of meth. Why meth, though? Well, the United Nations Office on Drugs and Crime is saying it boils down to two facts. First of all, Afghanistan is a natural habitat for the ephedra plant. It's a key ingredient, and it's everywhere over there, and perfectly legal. Second, meth labs are mobile and can be easily hidden from authorities, particularly if the authorities aren't looking that hard. I suggest the Taliban pay special attention to any beat-down RVs and take a look at fast-food chicken spots. Afghan meth isn't just staying local, it's been popping up in places like Africa and Europe. So you can count on the fact that it's only a matter of time before it ends up in the U.S. Look, as with any other promise that the Taliban made as the U.S. was looking to exit, there is little to no reason to believe that they will crack down on the drug trade. The Taliban earns money from the drug trade. They have for years. If the U.N. or the current U.S. administration believes that somehow the Taliban will give up that lucrative business. They're clearly smoking what the Taliban's selling. Okay, let's turn our attention to the American border. The U.S.-Canada border is lighting up with record numbers of illegal crossings. And no, it's not just our friendly neighbors up north trying to pop into America to see what real hockey looks like. That's, that's a hockey joke. I'm just kidding. Please, no angry mail from Canadians. The Swanton sector covering the New York, New Hampshire, and Vermont border areas, has detained over 6,000 folks from 76 different countries in just the past 11 months. That's more than the last decade combined. For perspective, back in 2020, only around 1,000 individuals were caught, and in 2021, a mere 365. And these numbers are just for the 300 miles or so of the U.S.-Canadian border handled by the Swanton sector. The entire border stretches more than 5,500 miles. So who's crossing over? Most are coming from Mexico, but there's a fair number of Guatemalans and Haitians in the mix. And while our southern border still takes the prize with over 200,000 crossings monthly, it's the northern surge that's grabbing headlines. 
To tackle the influx, additional border agents were posted up north in March. And for those curious about our Canadian neighbors, a staggering 39,000 refugees snuck into Canada just last year, mainly through a hotspot linking Quebec to New York. The flow, you see, goes both ways. But remember, this isn't just about people. Drugs are also making a grand entrance. We're talking a massive 596% spike in drug smuggling along that northern stretch since 2021, with a troubling 26% rise in the deadly fentanyl alone. These illegal crossings on the U.S. northern border are adding to the staggering total numbers of migrants crossing into the U.S. and taxing the resources of border towns and major U.S. cities alike. It was just the other day that New York City's Mayor Eric Adams stated that the thousands of migrants being bussed in from the borders would, quote, destroy New York City. Adams also accused the Biden administration of providing no support for the crisis. If you're keeping score, approximately 110,000 migrants have arrived in New York City just since the spring of 2022. Now, bizarrely, in Washington, D.C., you can find bipartisan agreement that the immigration system needs to be fixed. Both sides have said so. That's pretty much where agreement ends. Although, as resources get stretched thin from coast to coast, with new busloads of migrants being dropped off in sanctuary cities, it does appear that Democrats are starting to realize that border security just might be an issue worth worrying about for the 2024 election. All right, on this 22nd anniversary of 9-11, The quest for closure continues as two more victims from that fateful day are finally identified. That story in the back of the brief. Hey, Mike Baker here. Listen, just because something is quick and convenient doesn't mean it has to be low quality, right? It's true, and that includes for fashion. Now, you may be surprised to learn that I'm known for my keen fashion sense. And to that end, let me introduce you to Indochino. Indochino makes fully custom suits, shirts, and outerwear for men and women, with hand-selected high-quality fabrics. And you don't even have to leave the house to get it. Indochino's suits are designed to fit you. Everything is made to your exact measurements and customizations, and there are endless customization options to get the exact look you want. From buttons and vents to pockets and lapels, high-quality fabric and wools, linen and cotton, in different colors and patterns. There's really something for everyone with Indochino. And get this. You can measure yourself at home in 10 minutes, or you could visit a showroom for the perfect fit. Then you wear your suit right out of the box. You get measured, you send off your measurements and your choices, the box arrives, you open it up, you put your suit on, and Bob's your uncle. And you can save your measurement profile to make future orders even faster. Build yourself a luxury wardrobe without the luxury price tag. Make quality convenient with Indochino. Go to Indochino.com and use code BAKER, B-A-K-E-R, to get 10% off any purchase of $399 or more. That's 10% off at Indochino.com with code Baker. Picture this. You're driving on the open road, taking in the beautiful views this country offers. Then out of nowhere, you hear a noise and your car breaks down. While still frustrating, you feel protected because you have a plan through CarShield. CarShield has helped millions of drivers from having to pay back-breaking car repair costs. All you have to do is call before a breakdown. Plans can pay for expensive repairs on your out-of-warranty car, truck, or SUV. All for CarShield's low monthly rate that never goes up as long as you cover your car. 
With a plant through CarShield, you get protection on over 5,000 major parts and systems with just a visit to carshield.com slash Carlson. I'm talking big money items like your transmission, engine, electronics, and so much more. CarShield is here to keep you moving forward and make car breakdowns and the repairs that follow just a tiny bump in the road. Go to carshield.com slash Carlson. Protect yourself from the unprecedented rise in costs for parts and repairs. Visit now to save 20%. carshield.com slash Carlson. That's carshield.com slash Carlson. Welcome back to the PDB. In today's Back of the Brief, as we mark the 22nd anniversary of 9-11, New York City's chief medical examiner brings a bittersweet update. Two more victims from the World Trade Center tragedy have been identified. Respecting their families' wishes, their names won't be released to the public. With these recent identifications, the total from the Twin Towers stands at 1,649 identified. But that leaves over 1,100 families still waiting for answers. It's a stark reminder of the devastation from that day when al-Qaeda terrorists took nearly 3,000 lives and the global war on terror was launched. Now, 22 years. For some, 9-11 remains a sharp and defining memory, one that will never fade. For others, and for many born since that day, 9-11 is history. That's what happens with moments in time. An event occurs, and we swear we'll never forget. But eventually, many do. And that, frankly, is just life. I remember my father, an Army Air Corps veteran of World War II, worrying, maybe fretting is a better word, that younger folks were forgetting about Pearl Harbor and D-Day and the sacrifices. My brothers, veterans of the Vietnam War, certainly felt that way, and with good reason. Nobody greeted those returning from that war with shouts of hero or memorials or organizations designed to help transitioning vets. And despite being only 22 years since 9-11, people did grow tired of the war on terror and what seemed like our endless presence and sacrifices in Iraq and Afghanistan. My own kids don't have any visceral memories of 9-11. They're all too young for it to feel like anything other than a lesson in their history books. It's my job to help them understand why it's important that we don't forget, just like it was my pop's job to explain to me why we can't forget the sacrifices of his generation. We're a complex, diverse nation, still trying to ensure that our amazing country and political experiment survives and thrives. Shared memories and remembrances help to highlight those things that actually do unite us. And that's important at a time when we seem more divided and partisan than in recent memory. And that, my friends, is the President's Daily Brief for Monday, 11 September. If you have any questions or comments, reach out to us at pdb at thefirsttv.com. I'm Mike Baker. Till tomorrow, stay informed, stay safe, stay cool. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.